This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshish Shemos, Tavshin Pe'alaf. Moshe Bena runs away from Mitzrayim, and he ends up in settling in Midian by the well, and there he encounters the daughters of Yisro. And he sees how Yisro's daughters are being pushed away, and he goes and he helps them, and he's invited back to Yisro, and he wants to marry Yisro's daughter Tzipporah. And Yisro says, fine, on two conditions. The first condition was, you don't return to Mitzrayim without my permission. And ultimately, we see later on, when Moshe was discussing with Hashem about going back, and he finally, after seven days of arguing, he agrees to go back. He says, I first have to get permission from Yisro. That was condition number one. Condition number two, says the Balaturim, is that Yisro said, you could only marry my daughter on the condition, Sheben Harishon, Shiyolilo, the first child that you have, Shiyeh Kumar Lavodazara. He will be a, an officer to Avodazara. He'll be a priest of Avodazara. Amazingly, Moshe Rabbeinu agrees. He agrees that his firstborn child will be dedicated to serving Avodazara. This is amazing. What would, why would Yisra make such a request and how can Moshe agree? So the Balturim right away says why Moshe agreed. He said he, the reason why he agreed is because Since Yisro is such a mevakesh, Yisro is one who searches for truth, therefore Yisro is going to go and put away with that condition. He won't make Moshe follow through with that condition. Indeed, the reason why Yisro's daughters were pushed away by the well is because Yisro was in Cheyrem. Yisro was the chief Kohen, he was the high priest, and yet he searched every Vodazar and he realized this Vodazar is garbage, this Vodazar is ridiculous, this Vodazar is stupid, it's foolish. And he let them all go, searching and searching for the right God of the world. And until he came and he recognized the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And therefore they put him at the Cheyrem because no one wanted to have anything to do with him. They were upset at him that he was pushing away all the others of Vodazar. And that's how Moshe knew that he wouldn't go ahead with his, his claim and his condition that his oldest son go work for Vodazar. But that leaves us with the question, if that's the case, why did Yisro do it? Why did Yisro make this condition with Moshe? Why would Yisro, after going through all the uh, Vodazar and knowing that they're not true, why would he say to Moshe, you can only marry my daughter if you agree that your firstborn son become a priest of Vodazar? Ruchayn Shulavitz, the Sifas Musa writes that what he wanted was, he didn't want, he knew Gershon growing up from Moshe, of course Gershon was going to go and follow the Torah. But he didn't want Gershon to do it just because that's what he grew up with. He said, let Gershon go out and do Vodazara. Let him go out and experience all the Vodazara. And through his own Hakara, through his own recognition, through his own thinking and logic, he will realize that because Baruch Hu is only, the only God, the true God. And once he gets that, he experiences everything else, he realizes it's all not true, then he will come to have a very close connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's what Yisrael wanted. And Moshe agreed. Moshe agreed knowing that Gershom will come to realize a Kaddish Baruch Hu. This, however, is the wrong Ashkafa. It's the wrong way of thinking. In fact, we do the Ratzin Hashem because it's the Ratzin Hashem. We don't do the mitzvahs because we agree with them, because we understand how good they are. We do the mitzvahs because that's what Hashem tells us to do. 
And if our mind catches up to us, if we can go and understand how beautiful it is, then fine, it's even better. But our first commitment is we do the will of Hashem. In fact, because Moshe Rabbeinu even agreed to this in the beginning, Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately was punished. As we see in the Navi, in Shoftim Perigut Ches, that ultimately his grandson went and became a priest of Odezara. Yehonah's son, Ben Gershom, Ben Menashe. So where's the Moshe? Says the Gemara of Basra, on Kuftes Amabes, Yehonah's son, Ben Gershom, Ben Menashe. If you look in the Navi, you see Menashe is spelled Mem Nun Shin Hei, but the Nun is a hanging Nun. Because really he's supposed to read it without the Nun. He's supposed to read it as Moshe. It was Yehonah's son, Ben Gershom, Ben Moshe. And ultimately he went to do a Vodazara because of what Moshe agreed to. We see from here how important it is that we do the mitzvahs because Hashem said to do the mitzvahs. We do the mitzvahs because that's the Ratz in Hashem, not necessarily because we understand them. If we can work in it, we can understand them, that's fine. But that's not why we do it. The altar from Kelm, Rav Simchizizel, when his son, Rav Nachum Zev, turned 18, he wrote him a letter. And Alter von Kelm told his son, my dear son, on your 18th birthday, I wanted to give you the best birthday present possible. And that would be your Yiddishkeit. It would have been best to wait until you're 18, not teach you anything about Yiddishkeit. And then teach you about Yiddishkeit. But now that you grew up with it, you may not appreciate it as much. So why don't I do it? Why don't I wait till you're 18? tell you the beauty of Yiddishkeit, teach you about Yiddishkeit, and you would love it so much, you would appreciate it so much. Right, Sir the reason why I couldn't do that is because, number one, what would happen if you would say no? You would experience so many other things. It would take you years and years to you to accept Yiddishkeit. So I couldn't take that chance. But the real reason is, is because what you learned as a child, since a baby, it's in your bones. Your Yiddishkeit, your love for Hashem, your understanding of mitzvahs, it's in your bones. And that's not something I can give you when you're 18. Then you'd understand it intellectually. But I wanted you to have it emotionally. And that's why I had to teach it to you from when you're a baby. That's the advantage of learning it when you're actually a baby and not intellectually when you're older. The intellectual will come up, will will catch up to you. A few years ago in Ashdod, there was a yeshiva that the Manal retired. It was a large school, the Manal retired, and they hired a new one. This Manal was very experienced, and he spent a lot of time in the beginning getting to know the Rebbeim, getting to know the children of the class. He would observe the classes, and then he met separately with, with each Rebbe to go over the children, to speak to them. And he noticed a pattern of certain classes, that there was a kid in each class where the Rebbe would say, that child, he's the best child. He's, he, he's so respectful. He understands the learning so well. He's always smiling. He's put together. He's neat. He's all his papers always. And the Rebbe started to notice that in four of these classes, the child that the Rebbe was praising the most to the Manal, of course, privately, these four were brothers. There was a child in second grade and third grade, in fifth grade and seventh grade. And these were brothers. And the Manal was amazed. Because besides for being brothers, these children, their parents were gerim. Unfortunately, although it says in the Torah so many times to love a ger, it takes a lot of work for them to fit in. 
And yet, these four boys, their children, not only do they fit in, but they were doing unbelievable. They're on top of the class in everything. The Menach picked up the phone, picks up the phone and he calls the parents. The mother answers, and the Menach starts praising her children. And she's quiet, she appreciates, thank you very much. But then the Menach says, you have to tell me your secret. She goes, what do you mean? She says, your children are unbelievable. You have to tell me your secret so I can... I can duplicate, I can photocopy to get all the parents to do this for your children. She says, no, I can't. She says, what do you mean you can't? Please, you'll benefit the whole yeshiva. So she says, okay, I'll tell you. I am very, very nervous about the judgment day, the great judgment day. She says, Yom Kippur? You're concerned about Yom Kippur? I mean, we all have Yom Kippur. She says, no, no, no. We have our own great judgment day. She says, what are you talking about? So she says, you know, only one of my children, really only the second grader is really Jewish. The other three, they were Megayah together with us, but we were Megayah. They were already born. And they were Megayah with us, but they were under Bar Mitzvah. And I am so scared about the day when they turn Bar Mitzvah, they're going to go in front of a Bezdin, in front of a Rav, or in front of a Bezdin. And they're going to ask them, so... Do you want to stay Jewish or not? And they're going to say, what do you mean? And the Bezdin is going to explain to them, well, you were Megayar when you were a Katan, when you are under Bar Mitzvah. And therefore now that you're an adult, make the decision, do you want to be a Jew or not? If you decide not to be a Jew, you can go off, you can eat a McDonald's, no Avera. You can speak Lashon Hara, no Avera. You can take the black jelly beans out of the colored jelly beans on Shabbos and you won't do Borer. Or, you can remain a Jew. Said the mother, I am so frightened of what they're going to answer. I have to make sure to make Yiddishkeit so enjoyable, so geschmack, so wonderful. Everything we do in our house is done besimcha. Every mitzvah, every minig, everything is done so beautiful. So when Bezdin asked them that question on that day of their bar mitzvah, they will, without hesitation, say, yes, of course we want to be a Jew. What's the question? And that is what I work so hard, me and my husband, to do, to make sure the Yiddishkeit is enjoyable geschmack for them. And that's a message we learned from this Pasuk. Of Moshe Rabbeinu, agreeing to marry the daughter of Yisrael. But our Yiddishkeit has to be done, because that is the will of Hashem. But in order to give it over to our children, it has to be done in such a beautiful, simcha dika way, with so much geschmack and enjoyment, that our children will always want to go and to keep the mitzvahs of Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.